Good afternoon, everybody. This is Three Men and a Baby Mike, episode four. So we are Ooh. moving forward, guys, right? Quattro. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. You have your main man here, Jake the Snake, Jacob, whatever you want to call me, Steve O, Tempered on Bogsy. Who else we have on the mic with us today, guys? L to the J. Okay. <laughs> L to the J. Love it. L J. Hairstylist out to the J. Yes. I just found out about you. Yeah, that's yeah, great. We'll get that here in a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 this is Bogsy. I think you already mentioned me, but yeah, Bogsy. So that's yeah. right. I did mention your name when I was uh, diamonding out for Steve O. So yeah. Okay, so episode four, guys. We're gonna we're gonna just gonna jump right into this. We're gonna have a good time, right? So so first thing um, we're adding to this episode, something we talked about is some fun facts, something to get people talking about outside um, once they're listening to this episode. So I did some research, and do you know the history of riding shotgun, where the term came term came from? We don't. I, I, I'm actually curious about this one because, yeah, I, yeah. So, so I actually found this out on TikTok, ironically. Um, so I heard this one today. So I guess back in the late 1800s and early 1900s, really the late 1800s, you had the horse-drawn carriages, right? And they'd be hauling sometimes jewelry, money, prisoners. And so the the driver of the horse cart would say, hey, will you ride shotgun? And that literally meant come on board with a shotgun and you are my guard. You are my protector. And they would ride shotgun next to the driver. And that's where riding shotgun came about. Nowadays, no one's really riding with a shotgun in a shotgun seat no more. But um, I thought I found that curious. I've always I wondered things like that, right? Uh, you know, it's funny when you said shotgun. I was already thinking of this Bo Bynum story where he he made a joke about saying like something like Rosa Parks never called shotgun or something like that. Oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, oh we're getting deep already. I love yeah, it. come on, <laughs> man. you got to have something else. We're, yeah. we're drinking here. We always drink, right? That's of the course. tradition, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have me a whiskey and Coke today, Costco brand. Um, Bogsy, mm. what are you sipping on there? Actually, so my nephew, Austin, is in town. He's in the Air Force. Very proud of him. So one of our beers we like to have is Devil's Backbone. So that's what I'm having. And that sucker is 8.1%. So it's got a little kick to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. LJ, yep. what about you? I'm trying. Uh, I've done the Wicked Pickle Whiskey in a Bloody Mary. But I don't have all the mix. And I was like, shit, I got a bunch of pickle jars. So I took a little pickle juice, ice, stuffed a pickle in it, put that whiskey on top, and I'm just enjoying the ride. Okay. Dude, hell yeah. A pickle in the pickle drink. Pickle and whiskey, though. Mm. Yeah, so, we can pickle something else. Jameson and pickle juice go very good together. I do know that. So I will yes. take a, a a pickle shot every now and then at the bar. Got a pickleback, I believe. Right? Jameson, right. Yes. Jameson and lime. So do it a score of lime and, and a shot. Of Jameson and that—that that was my to-go-to shot when I was something cheap at the bar. Shot of Jameson lime juice is, is uh, nice. Now, okay. have you guys had the orange Jameson? Jameson orange? I have not. Guys, have my not. neighbor is a big fan of it. He—he he gave me a little bit. Man, it's good stuff, guys. It's good. Oh, Jameson to me hits you a little hard though. You know, it's a little it, rough. It is rough. It's a good way yeah. to get the night started though. That's what I'd say. That's a good and, and get your liver waking up. You know, yeah. like, oh, here we go. Got to work. A shot of a shot of some vodka, like some Ciroc, and then maybe a shot of Jameson, and you're getting the party started for sure. I think. Exactly. Exactly. So let's move on from Jameson and alcohol. Let's talk about you, Bonzi. You are bringing the topic today. What do you have for three men and a baby, Mike? 
You know what? I, and I appreciate the segue. What I was going to say is, guys, I'm drinking beer today. I'm still a little hungover from last night. I have to have. I have to throw a huge shout out because we went to a cover band uh, concert for Motley Crue and Def Leppard at the Four Stop Bar. Which, man, LJ, when you guys were down here on the bike, I wish I would have taken you, Steve. We we never went. Yeah, this I, place lived there, I lived there with yeah. you and you never took me. What the hell, man? Guys, I never knew. It was my first time. And I just got to give them a huge shout out because that is one hell of a venue. They got two stories. It's got a restaurant. It's in the middle of the almost nowhere by Medina Lake, which is really just, just a lake bed. There's no water. Yeah, uh, it's pretty dry now. But it was a phenomenal concert and we we chugged some beer. So Chris and Maria, they hooked us up with tickets. So shout out to them. So thank you for that. So with uh, that being said, uh, you know, what we talked about, guys, we, we want to get a little bit more relevant as far as what we all bring to the table, right? Me own a real estate company. I've been doing this now for almost 18 years. Um, I, I, I'm i a licensed real estate agent here in Texas. And of course, I practice my, primarily in San Antonio and the surrounding areas. And I alone average anywhere from 55 to almost 65 to 67 closings a year. So that's a lot, wow, right? So I'm. Lot. I'm doing this a lot and that's just, and, 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 you know, I hate to humble brag, but it is there um, as an individual agent. When I was doing that, we were ranked, or I was ranked probably at the top and my wife obviously works with me, right? She works on the company. So she's my right hand woman, as you would say. So uh, I got to give her some credit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Not right hand man, right hand. Not right hand man. No, no, no. So she can anyways, run shotgun with you any day, right? Uh, yeah, she can. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> so so I, I, I told the guys, hey, let's bring some relevancy on our topics. So today, what I want to talk about is basically five things that you should know about when it comes to lending. And of course, they're talking on the mortgage side, but it's also may translate into everyday consumer side because part of my background and maybe one of the, I guess the one listener that's out there doesn't know this. I was a licensed credit counselor for three years. And not only was a licensed credit counselor, I was actually trained and taught financial education classes at the homeless shelters, at Sam's Ministries, uh, churches, United Way. That's awesome, guys, man. I, I did that. So anyways, coming in, that's what I want to bring up. So these are the five things. And since you guys don't know what I'm going to talk about, I'm expecting you guys just input your you know, your little, your, your, your little flair to that. So before right? we get into your main topic, as far as the, the five things, what is the name of your real estate company? Right. Let's, mm. uh, let's, let's get a plug here. Right. Might let's as well. do the plug. Yeah. I appreciate I mean. that. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. The name of my company is Expose Homes, uh, Expose Homes Group. I've got myself, my wife, Norma, Diana Martinez and Jacob Boggs, who happens to be my oldest son. So very, very proud of all of them. Uh, they're phenomenal. Uh, been at Keller Williams now since 2006, and it's been crazy. Uh, and I'm noticing that LJ and I have uh, our our little our little ones behind us, commenting and and signaling behind us. See what what the listener needs to know is LJ and I have three sons alike, right? And they're like they're two peas in a pod. And Lukey and Aiden are like this. So now I think we see them signaling in the videos here. So that's right. I may send little Fortnite dancer out of here if he keeps making noise. So anyway. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So yes, thank you for that. Expose Homes. Um, anybody want to know why I named it Expose Homes? So I was I was thinking yeah. that, right? Like yeah. why Expose Homes? It's got to be something exposing the home to good man. Publicity, maybe. I know, Supposing right? Yourself, to- right? <laughs> so somebody, LJ, somebody told me, said, "Hey, you know what you should do? You should do a video where, like, a dude in a trench part, you know, trench coat that's walking in the woods, 
I was like, hey, you guys want to see some houses? And then opens up the trench coat and I got houses in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, come Heck on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm up for some crazy marketing, right? So that, that would was sell, a, I think. That would sell. I think, I think it'd catch people's opinion, you know, it catch at least people's, uh, you know, attention a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess good publicity or negative publicity is still good publicity, right? So no, it was, it was a sort of a funny deal was that literally, uh, I saw all these agents being so, um, I hate to say it, they're just, they weren't creative. They weren't thinking outside the box. They're just naming their companies after themselves, right? And it's all, some, it was, to me, that was a self-centered vision and a very short-sighted vision because I thought, well, maybe one day I want to sell my company. Who would want to buy the Josh Box company? Because they're not Josh Box, right? Right. So um, me and my cousin were actually in business together and we used to pay for Google ads when google was just popping guys i mean again i got into 2006 when i first got started google oh, ad google, yeah google pay-per-click ads were freaking huge right and we started typing like seductive kind of phrases like would you like to see san antonio's homes exposed or the exposed <laughs> real estate and google stopped putting our ads up there because it was funny first of all we started watching that the traffic we were hitting was literally from midnight to two in the morning. So we're like, Oh, oh man, Lord, that's bunch of, good, dude. bunch of horny yeah. dudes getting online. And they, my you know, dad always like, told me nothing good happens after midnight. And that's right there. That's proof. That's that's <laughs> what it was. And that's like, I don't, I, you know, I, could you imagine their frustration when they're typing one thing and they get to our real estate page and like, I, I can't, what I would really be interesting is to see um, some leads generate from that. Like, Oh, well, you know what? I happen to be looking for a house. Look at this guy. All right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah and, and we know what kind of porn he's into too, I guess. You a know? Happy, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. A happy coincidence on two fronts. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Happy endings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so the idea was Google was going to shut down the ads because they said it was too provocative and didn't fit. The real estate sector where we're in and i wrote back and we commented so well if the name of our company had exposed in it then how can you deny that and they'll go well we can't if that's the name of your company so that was the idea behind it but then like i told everybody it's twofold right if you're on the listing side you need to sell your house we're going to expose the house everywhere put it as many places as possible steve you're one of our former clients right i was going to say that yeah uh, and we you sold, you sold my house in record time. Well, I would say record time during COVID because you sold my house when we were PCSing here in Chicago, and it was right during the pandemic. So at the middle, but, at the beginning of it, yeah. I trusted Exposed Homes, and they came through. They sold my house, got above asking, and uh, got me out of those closing costs. So hell yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. And I got, I'm gonna send it, send a check your way for that little plug. But that's right, yeah. So anyway, that was the idea: exposing on the listing side, and then anyway on the buyer side, exposing you to everything behind the curtain because a lot of buyers don't know a lot of questions to ask. They don't know a lot of facts to look up. They don't really know what the market's doing. And there's a lot of things behind the scenes, even on the lending side that I say, you know what, I'm going to open the curtain up. I'm going to expose you guys to everything behind the curtain. So you guys get to see everything and you guys are a lot more educated on the deal. So that was the right. name of it. That's how we, that's where we come up with Exposed Homes. Awesome, dude. I could dig it. Very smart. Uh, definitely. I think it's, yeah, exposed. Yeah. Very good. That's all. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm sorry that I, I, you know, I appreciate you guys let me talk about all this. Um, here's what I want to talk about, obviously, on the the lending side, because when we see a lot of people trying to get qualified for mortgages, there's a couple of things that I know a lot of loan officers talk about, and I want you guys' opinion on these because this is huge to me. This actually just happened to me, and I'm gonna bring this one, number one up. Credit karma, okay. 
Credit Karma or other consumer-driven credit reporting scores that you may see is never indicative of what your real credit score is with a mortgage lender. Do you guys know that? I just thought my score is my score. So I, Perfect. I think I've, I've heard that before, but I know I've always been told to actually go to the source. So like I actually have accounts with TransUnion, TransUnion, uh, TransUnion. Equifax, Equifax, and Experian. And, uh, Experian. Mm-hmm. So that's I actually go to those websites to look at my score. But I have heard that they might be a little boasted, boosted, boasted. So yeah, here. Well, here I'll, I'll give <laughs> booster, bolster, whatever, yeah, whatever that and, word is. Yeah. <laughs> and LJ, I appreciate you saying this because I used to tell everybody this too. The credit scoring model is probably more complex than the quarterback ranking in the NFL, right? Like nobody really understands the dynamic of it. And what I've found to be true, which I hate to say it, some lenders will always have their own internal scoring that will always differ from anybody else's. And it's also based on their risk model. And what I mean by that is what they're willing to take is far as risk on a particular loan. So uh, okay. we're, we, we're, you know, we're obviously talking about you could go con- a secured loan, which is a house loan or a car loan, right? An unsecured loan that has no security to it at all. You go revolving line of credit, right? Or like a credit card. So there you got four types of loans there. And it just depends on what their risk is for that certain model. Because I had example of this just happened to me. Excuse me. I use credit karma, right? On Credit Karma, it pulls up Equifax score. I can look at it right now. It says 787. Okay. Nice. Very good. You look on, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've been very, you know, very diligent to take care of my stuff, take care of your bills, right? They pulled my score up with Equifax and they told me my score was 680 something, almost a hundred point drop. Wow. Ooh. And that's why they were like, well, we, we might have to give you a more, uh, a less favorable interest rate because and by the way i was opening up a, a line of credit for my business um they're like well you know even though you see it on credit karma we're seeing other things that are you know coming through and that's just the way our scoring is so i guess what everybody i wish everybody knew is that don't ever think credit karma or something that you pay for for a credit reporting score even through your own credit card company because we know they do that a lot chase yeah Citibank, they all do that it's not always accurate and What's so frustrating to me, guys, and and this is how screwed up the lending side of it is, but guess what? The lenders are tied in with the government so tight, and we could go into a deep rabbit hole in this. Oh, you could definitely go deep. Wow. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> LJ just... Uh, I'm thank God I, our I, listeners I, aren't watching. I, I had to. I was hoping we could keep I, on rolling. I wanna, yeah, I want to interject, too, with your... like You, you relate it to a QB score. I think the QB scores are garbage but go ahead yeah. and keep going with your topic i'm sorry to interrupt. Especially, <laughs> well, especially if you're a colts fan which you both are so all right come on. so one thing Ooh, we do need burn. to hey oh damn that was a burn. burn guys what we have to remember is our listener isn't seeing this so we got to explain what we just saw lj deep throated a pickle yes. <laughs> right well on, i mean on, it, didn't, it didn't tickle my throat <laughs> i would say that's, that's not a good your, thing that's not a good your, thing I was He's just re- trying. To, I had to get a word in. You know, I'm usually the quieter one, and I, I struggle because I don't want to. I don't want to jump on somebody's no, jump uh, topic. In. But yeah. so now I know. I just need to do something perverted, and then I get. <laughs> uh, I get my I get my turn. Yes. Oh. But go ahead. Sorry. You need yes. to get on here more. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, I know I do. I'm going to be the quietest one for all the listeners. And um, 
that's how I am in life. So I'm, this is also a big uh, plus for me is trying to get more vocal, more better. Hey, you know what? Better communicating. I think a lot of people will be proud. It is June and it's uh, Gay Pride Month, and you wear deep throat and pickles. So I think oh, a lot okay. of listeners. Hey. <laughs> I love it everybody. No matter who they are, what they are, what they do with their life, I'm going to look at you and I don't know you, but like, you know what? I can go up to you and say, I love you. There you so, go. I'm not going to judge that. anybody. You're yeah, so nobody. right. Fuck it. So God. I guess my question is with the credit card thing, that's wild. So what is the benefit of them doing that? Why? I mean, just to make you feel better. I mean, I don't see how they can benefit from to boasting it. You know, is that the so what do you boasting? Mean? The bad hundred points for who? For credit karma. Why aren't they giving you an extra hundred points than what it really is? Oh, no, because. I, oh, go ahead. LJ, go ahead. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know the whole side, but this is my guess for someone that doesn't know. Is like you said, each lender has their own risk to reward or whatever their strategy. So it may, even though, yes, they'll get to see your score that experience, but internally they also have number, they have stuff they input oh, to drive their numbers. So right. Each, yeah. Each company. That's right. That's what, and I, I just learned saying. that just now from what we I see what you're about. saying. And LJ is exactly right. And Sivo, here's why credit karma's numbers are high. Are they signing any loans? Are they giving any money away to anybody? See, there's no risk for them. So their models are very loose because they're just basing on the, what banks are part of their network that they might think might lend to you because what do they make money off of? Think about it. I think one of my, oh, you they know what? probably get paid by advertisers, one. And then two, if they someone signs up for a credit card, they probably have like credit cards of the month, right? And they'll well, probably. I don't pay for credit karma. It's free. Yeah, it's free. But here's why they do this. And if you got, are you guys on Credit Karma? Yes. Okay, LJ. I, I am not. LJ, if you pulled up the app right now, okay. what will it tell you if you slip down a little bit? It'll say credit cards or loans that we think you have an excellent chance of getting approved for. The card your wallet's been waiting for. Aha. There you go. So that's advertisers, and that's a connection point for them. Mm-hmm. So that's why, again, their scoring model is just that it's just pulling what your credit has what they're coming into what you know what what they're doing is just getting you on it to use you as a marketing a marketing tool so they're they're connecting you to other lenders that are gonna give you money and then you and then what's funny about it is you literally go to them from credit karma and they're gonna say oh well your score is Oh yeah, your score is like 680, not 780. I don't know where you kept from that. Like, I just got it from Credit Karma where they suggested to go to you, right? So um, uh, that's one thing that we see a lot and the mortgage lenders see that a lot. And I just want to make sure everybody knew that. So let me ask you this then. What is your answer to that to these new buyers, home buyers, or people looking to buy again? So are you are we suggesting not to use Credit Karma? Is that what we were trying to say? So, or no, just no, to be no, more I, cautious maybe? Yeah, I'm not trying to pull away from Credit Karma or the reporting that they get through their credit cards. But what I'm saying is that, yes, you have to have a deep dive of understanding of what credit is, right? Um, and I know there's five factors. Obviously, been drinking already, but major one is payment history, right? So payment history, usage of credit, you know, how long you've had credit, um, your, your balance, your DTI, your debt-to-income ratio, right? So if you right. have all your credit limits are $50,000 and you're, you owe 48,000. That's not good either. Right. 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 Uh, and then it's got to have a good mix. 
So those are the the things that you just have to understand the credit because here's one thing I think is funny. And Steve, I got to tell you this. I thought I laughed at it. I even told my personal banker this and he chuckled at because my bank said, well, we pulled your credit. Here's your score, according to us, but you're more entitled to go get your free credit score at www.annualcreditreport.com. All of us have entitlement to once a year for free hold reports from all three bureaus. I have heard that before in the army. That's right. I have heard that. That's right. However, here's the funny thing. Go pull it up. Go to annual, you know, annualcreditreport.com. They will give you your TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, but they won't give you scores. Isn't that funny? So what are they giving you? Just your report. Uh, Shows you derogatories, what your payment histories are, debts you have, but there's no numbers, right? And that's my point, guys. Every single lender has different risk models, and they all are using their own internal numbers. So you'll never really have a true accurate reporting of where you're at, right? right? So when you hear people like, I've got an 800 credit score. Now you already sort of like can blow them away a little bit like, oh, okay, well, that just means absolutely nothing to most people, right? Because if you're going to go get a loan, doesn't mean jack. Somebody might look at that and say it's a 700 score. I can confidently say that I do have an 800 credit score, though. <laughs> you're beating me. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I, my wife has worked hard for my credit score and hers as well. Um, I have nothing to do with it, but yeah. Um, I am. And, and, and you should. You worked hard on that, right? I'm not trying right. to take that away from yep. you. Oh. I'm surprised you you ain't jacking in. I drank some beer and she did the rest for me. So, (laughs) hey, and what does your wife do in giving, by the way? So, you're talking about risk and stuff. Um, I know those words because my wife uses it so much. She is a risk, um, risk, an audit risk manager. So, she works for the banks and she does those types of lines of credit things sometimes Mm -hmm. where it's like, all right, we're taking too much risk, or you're not making this. We're gonna we're gonna raise our standards, lower our standards, stuff like that. So exactly. she's part of that team that you're talking about. So I do know a little bit of what you're talking about down that aspect. Um, so yes, so you already know it. Good, I, so a little bit. Yeah, no, but you're you're on the right track, and she obviously yeah. does it for the banks. She's looking at ways to make money without putting themselves too much at risk because we just saw Signature Bank and some of the other banks default, right? So yeah, wild exactly. man. LJ, you doing all right, man? I, I, yeah. I want to make sure. Okay. Between all this, you know, like I said, we're doing a little bit earlier today, and they get to see me on my phone, but I was dispatching my drivers. So I'm oh, still 100% ah. here, but I can be 100% happy. See, LJ works all the freaking time. We were <laughs> on that guy's trip, man. He was up at like uh, 5 in the morning already responding calls. I'm like, wheeling oh. and dealing. No yes. kidding, dude. It's freaking uh, I mean, nuts. it's just like Boxy, you know, he's all, all the time, you know. Trying, he's getting pulled different ways, and hell with you and your your move. You're getting ready to go through. We all say, yeah, are my job is strictly know how to multitask. Yeah, that's right. Have to multitask. Stevo is PCS, and man, that's crazy, dude. Wow. So, give me the second fact, Boxy. What are we going here? Yep, number Comedy. two. Uh, well, let's talk about this. Don't compare your rates with everybody else, right? And and it sort of goes along with the credit scoring, but. What people don't realize is there's so many different factors that come into it. You know, if you if you and your neighbors are starting to talk like, ooh, well, you just closed on the house. What rate did you get? Oh, I got 5.5. Well, wait a second. My lender's telling me 6.75. Who did you go through? Right? Everybody's risk models are different. And here's also why. Because it depends what kind of loan you're getting. I was just, we're out at a dinner 
with some of our, well, one of, I call my little brother. I've known him for years, uh, Dustin and Tammy, love them to death. Um, and we were discussing pool loans because they're like, man, we're talking about a pool loan. They want to give us 11.5%. But if it's a home equity loan, it'd only give us like 7.5% or 8%. Why is that? Well, it's because the risk model changes because the home equity loan is secured to that home. So they can foreclose a home versus a pool loan is unsecured. They can't just dig that bitch out of the ground and say, oh, we're taking your pool now. Right. Right. That, that's that's more that's risk why. or they're going to get paid for it right right which the interest rate was there differently so yeah um but anyway that that's the number two number three and guys this my dad hit me up hard on this lj i can see your dad doing the same thing this is good because a lot of people do this and i'll give you guys a really bad horse story on this never ever co-sign for anyone Oh yes, I I I support that one hundred percent. And mine never went over that with me. You know, I've co-signed because it's my wife. You know, we co-signed back and you know they put and that's the same thing. We put you both on loan. So no, that's different because it's your wife. So yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying like let's just say let's say Logan because that's your oldest, right? And he's going to get uh-huh. a car in another year or two, and he says, "Hey, Dad, I can get a loan as long as you co-sign for me." Would you co-sign for him? Because they're essentially their credit's not established, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, so they're like, "Hey, will you co-sign?" Essentially, it's saying you, someone with a good credit score, you're going to back him. You're going to say yes. This person is going to pay their loan on time. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think Bob's is getting there. What happens? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I didn't get taught that because my very first loan was a 2000 uh, Kawasaki ZX. Pixar, you know, Ninja. Yeah, the uh, yeah. And, you know, my dad co-signed Ooh. for me. So I, I don't know if that means he's really stupid or somehow <laughs> I just know I just know how to wheel and deal. Because uh, to put an 18-year-old on a crotch rocket, my dad's got some balls. Uh, you I know what, though? <laughs> your dad's definitely not stupid. We know him. We no, know absolutely him. not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. no. Uh, but he also had a lot of trust and faith in you too. Yes. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I, I, I would co-sign for some. I would never. I would. I would not sit here and say I would never co-sign for someone, but and have to be yeah. able to write someone. For instance, you mentioned this recently. I hate to put my little brother on blast, but he was trying to get an apartment a couple months ago. Hit me mm-hmm. up. He goes, hey, you know, would you be willing to co-sign for me? And I said, I love you, dude, but I cannot do it. Just because I hate to say it, I just don't. I got good credit. I've built it. I've established it. And I love you, Jeremy. I do with all my heart, brother. But I just, I was like, mm, there is some risk there, and it's not worth the reward in a situation. So, um, guys, if, if, if Boggs, he hit me up for cosign, I would definitely, John hit me up, you know, y'all hit me up for cosign, I would definitely cosign for you guys. Wait, I'm, wait, wait, you I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you guys, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah. won't hit you up. <laughs> you know, you won't, here's why you won't need me to hit you up because, right, I've always established on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get it. And I, I totally get what you mean, Steve, as you're saying, you trust us. Obviously, we take care of it. So, yes, do, we could take that and say, you know what? We'll invest together. There you go. Let's do that. But you never co-sign because here's why. You never know. Um, Steve-O, you referred me a, a, a potential client. She wanted to really buy a house. And we're ready to buy a house. And unfortunately, she co-signed for her parents' mortgage. Yeah. And they started defaulting a couple of months before she started looking. And that mm-hmm. defaulted mortgage hurt her where she yes. couldn't buy a house. Yeah. That was one incident, guys. I've seen this several times. Here's the other one that I felt really bad for. We had an older uh an older uh client, it was a couple. The wife 
because it was a blended family, right? There was uh she got married. She did not tell her husband she had co-signed for her daughter on the student loans. Yeah. As we're, and I kid you not, who would have thought this would happen? We are under contract to buy a house. They, the, the lender will pull the initial credit score when they first apply. And that's good for 90 days. So everything was good when they pulled originally. But what people forget about, and I should have made this as number six, lenders will repull again a credit score before they go to closing to just verify there's nothing new that's added. And I actually am going to talk about this a little bit. And what happened is they found out, they found out that, yep, unfortunately, her daughter did default on two months wow. of student loans. So the only way to close that deal, because they really won the house. Their interest rate went from six point two five all the way eight to eight point seven five percent, and that's a lot. That's a big jump, dude. You're that was a big several jump, several thousand dollars, right there. Big over jump, the lifespan of that loan. And she's lucky she even got the loan at all. So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, let me go. I think we're on the number four. So, uh, really, I I'll, let's segue into that. The as far as far as never co-signing. You also don't ever want to buy anything. If you're buying a house, don't buy things for the house on credit before you're going to close. God, that's sort of a dumb thing, right? Like, and and because the lenders will pull that again, they'll pull your score before you go to closing. And we've we, I kid you guys not. Thank God it wasn't me, but another lender and or another agent in our office had a client that because they're buying a new house and they were going to start a new family together. They wanted to buy a Frenchie, a French Bulldog. Do you guys know what those things go for, by the way? Oh, uh, my goodness. No, my I mom has know. one, and it was the runt, $3,700. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. So if you don't have $3,700 saved up, what are you going to do? I'll just put it on credit. <laughs> she did. Ever. She did before they bought the house. Guess what? Now they got the dog. They're still in an apartment. You know? uh-huh. So that sort of sucked for them, right? So. Yeah, anyway, and then the last one obviously is just don't use online mortgage companies. Yeah. G- guys, it's worth the extra maybe as far as what like well, like the like the Zillow and stuff like that. Is that what you mean? No, well, I mean Zillow uh, did start their own, but let's just say I mean I'm gonna I don't even give them a plug, but Rocket Mortgage is one of them. Uh lendingtree.com, another one. Um, when you're trying to f- if you think as a consumer, all you need is the cheapest rate, you're always going to lose in the end because what they can do, it's called a, a bait and switch. They'll tell you, oh, yeah, your rates will look great as long as you – and this is also the difference between pre-approval and pre-qualified, right? You just fill out an application and you give them what you say you make, what you say you written off on taxes or what you did on taxes – and then all they have to base upon is your credit score because they have your social. So they'll just look at credit scores. Oh, yeah, based upon that, we'll give you a 5.5%. But then they go into underwriting after you go into contract. And then all of a sudden, they start seeing the tax returns coming in, the bank statements coming in. And then they all of a sudden say, oh, well, no, that 5.5 went actually to 7.2 because of this and this and this. And by then, it's too late for you to shop that other mortgage somewhere else. And you're stuck because if you were to go shop it, it's going to take another 15 to 20 days for underwriting for that new lender. So you got to get the seller to accept you not closing for another 20 days. 
And most times they're not going to be like, oh, no, I'm not going to get another 20 days to get another one. No, you, you close on this closing day. Otherwise, you lose the property. We we collect earnest money. Sorry, too bad. Right. And most lenders on the online presence are baiting on that. So it's always best to work with a local lender that has experience, has everything in-house, knows what they're doing. And yes, it's going to be a little bit more costly because the other thing is what we didn't touch on is they might give you a really low interest rate, but the closing costs are through the roof. They might charge you a point and a half to two points for their servicing fees, underwriting fees, all that. So yeah, you're getting a great interest rate, but now it just costs you another seven to $8,000 up front you didn't know about to right before you go to closing. So there, that, that's the number, that's the five things I wanted to talk to you guys about today. And hope, hopefully you guys learned a little bit from it. I learned something. I did for sure. Um, yeah. I, and definitely some good tips, especially with the mortgage, mortgage, um, buying a home right now. I mean, I think rates are still up pretty high, right? They have. Uh, the debt ceiling issue was a big F factor, but thank God, obviously, we've, well, we all knew the US wasn't going to default on their debt because that would have really screwed everything up. Right. Um, so they've already said that this debt agreement is going in for the rest of Biden's administration. So now, if you don't right. look, stock market's doing better, interest rates are starting to go down a little bit. Yeah. And I think I've been mean, thinking hit in the head. I've I've seen so many TikToks and videos and like um, messages online before. People are like, "All right, I got the pre-approval. We found the house, and then they go out and buy a new car, or um, you know, they'll uh, buy a bunch of new products for the house before they even actually closed on it." And I and I I didn't know that until you told me. And I've also seen that, so it's smart. Um, I don't think even when I bought my house, I didn't buy my house from you because I didn't know you at the time. But uh, <laughs> you did sell my house, but I don't think my my realtor at the time didn't really tell us that. And he was like, "Yeah, I don't think he did." But that was several years ago now. So, um, very good. I I think we we you know, definitely uh, got some good stuff there. Very educational. Real estate is a big deal. Everybody has to live somewhere, right? Well, um, yeah, it's it's American dream, right, guys? I mean, owning yeah, your own. Every, yeah, hopefully everybody wants to get out of the renting or leasing life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Steve was like, damn it. Uh, but he, that's a military life for you too, right? Yeah, it is I mean, the military life. Well, so we we bought when we were stationed down in Texas. Um, but then we moved up to Chicago. And I don't want to buy in the north. If we would have went to Georgia or something next, we probably would have bought again. And at this time, we would have kept it. That was one thing I told my wife. I was like, let's keep this last house. Um, but she didn't want to. And then after we moved, we realized real quick, we should, probably should have rented it out and then sold it for a year later because the price skyrocketed. Hey. But bygones be bygones. Um I don't trust it up here north. So, um, for all you yeah, non folks that listen, that's you know that's just my personal opinion. Well, and you're not wrong on that because if you had the numbers in front of you, you'd see, yeah, it's uh, the new territory going to that the market isn't doing that great. So, yeah, right. But but anyway, yeah, that, that's what I wanted to tell you guys, and I, I'll never forget this, Steve. You said this, and I loved your honesty. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. You told me like, damn. All them closing costs at the end, man. We're not really bringing as much money as we thought, right? Because mm-hmm. if you sell your house for three twenty-five or three fifty, I don't remember what we sell. You know, you're not netting three fifty, right? You've got the mortgage payoff, then you got all the closing costs. If you're on the seller side, you got realtor fees, right? And uh, nobody explained that to you up front before we came in. And so, yeah, I remember when you bought the house, you had no idea. You know, like, oh man, once we buy it, it's it's straight profit. No, unfortunately, it's not that way. So. No. But you did hook us up with a little discount on the, um, yeah. And we always um, will. Uh, yeah, you hooked him up with a little discount on the closing cost. Or the, Not only uh, military, the, but so. you're also good friends I, of ours. And, I do yeah. appreciate that, and getting the drone out. Uh, I thought that, that was pretty coolest cars. 
coolest part was watching you come to the house and get the drone out to get the roof and get that footage of the house and everything uh-huh. like that. Like, um, you might know what you're doing, guys. We dissected it. We knew what we were doing. Yeah, <laughs> man. When I look at home, when I've been home shopping, I love all the extra, you know, media you get to see without having to actually go to it. I mean, that's yeah. a big, especially when people do quality pictures and videos of a home instead of these shit ass pictures where you see people's laundry and shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and LJ, thank you for bringing that up. That for us top agents, that freaking pisses us off in no end. I'm like, I'm sure hire an agent that knows yeah. what they're doing. Uh. Yeah. That seems like an easy one to me. Yeah, that's what I thought, right? So, so I, I opened um Bobby yeah, What's up? Or Bobby main topic. So John, what you got first? Yeah, I was getting ready to bring that in, but I definitely wanted to give a shout out. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and use this term, the lead bro. I'm going to go ahead and shout out to Lee, bro, because I know he's got probably this on the tip of his tongue is I want you to drop our Facebook page. I do have. Mm. We do create a Facebook page. I do have it. I do not have it on me right at this moment. I love that you brought that up. That's a very good point. Um, we do have a Facebook page. Um, um, Just search us probably. Yeah. If, if you'll go to Facebook, it's um, three minute a baby mic. Three minute baby mic. Um, yep. It will pop up and it has a link to our, by the way, guys. That's something else. We are on Amazon now. We are on Google Podcast, yeah. and now we are on also on Apple, and we are on um, Spotify. So we are on the four major platforms for you folks out there. Yes, so, sir. Yes, thanks for that. Next episode, I will give you a link to that, so we can drop that in the comments or or not the comments because that make no sense because it's a podcast. But I will drop our code or whatever. But yes, you can definitely search for us. I also did not want to confuse anybody. We did say this was episode four. The last one we said was episode four. So for those that are following very closely, <laughs> we decided to, to drop one. It wasn't really in line with with where we were wanting to go, and we didn't want to uh, we didn't want to lose anybody. And the next part I was going into was, uh, you know, we trying to get knowing we have more than maybe just that one listener. So please go out and like our Facebook page. But my next part was, and I'm going to make this really quick, is I saw something also on TikTok. I guess we bring that up a lot, me too, is it's good, knowing good the origins of the electric slide. And I haven't looked it up. <laughs> oh, but yeah. They're saying it's maybe vibrator, personal Ooh. toy usage. And I was just like, no way. But you listen to words, like, okay, maybe it could be. So here is my twist on that one. I like a song, UB40, Red, Red Wine. Yeah, I've listened to this song many, many times. And there's this part. And I'm going to read it. It says, monkey pack, him, Rizla, pawn the sweet, deep line. The line broke. The monkey get choked. Now, what? when I think Whoa. the monkey get choked, what do you guys think? Oh, man. I mean, I already exactly. know. I, mean, I, I know exactly. exactly what you're thinking. The red, red yeah. wine's flowing and somebody ain't giving. So the monkey get to choke it. That's I mean, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> if, you it, if you choke it too hard, it starts spitting up stuff. So but here we go. So oh, <laughs> last little jokes here, but bring us there into our regular closers. You know, for me, it's LJ celebrate every day. Bogsy, what's yours? Baby, always, always LJ. Appreciate that. You guys got to live it up, guys. Live it up every day. And Jacob. All right. Your boy, Jacob Stevo. Um, um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He made stay, me stay, the stay, stay positive, my friends. God, yes, stay. Next time. Wrap. Next and time, stay guys. sober, my friends. All right. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> Thanks, guys.